Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Joy Marie. And Courtney. Welcome back to another episode of Job Locks. Yes, we're back with another dose from your career confidence, your hashtag group chat girlfriends. Yes, and it is summertime, so we are taking a break today from our regularly scheduled program to talk through some of the hottest moves in media, marketing, business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on, so why don't we catch up a bit? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about some of the takeaways from some of these moves that we are applying to our own work lives, so definitely stay tuned. Also, we will be taking August off, relaxing. Right, like everyone else in the world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So no new episodes in August, but otherwise catch us the 1st and the 15th of every month. But first, y'all know we like to start with a clock in, see how we're doing personally and professionally. Courtney, what's going on with you? How's your summer? Going good. It feels like it just started to be summer. Yeah. Really. So I'm gearing up. It's my birthday week. It is. Headed off to Cuba. Uh, when you guys hear this, that will be off grid. Yes. So, you really will, girl. Right. No like, Wi Fi, no Snapchat. <laughs> not a thing. Amazing. So I'm very excited. I'm eyeing this weather report. Mm-hmm. We have some spotty thunderstorms, but you know what? The way my God works, <laughs> all will work Y'all out. Y'all be good. Yeah. I have faith. Happy birthday. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. What about you? What are you up to? Oh, I'm chilling, relaxing. I just got off a big uh, work event. Oh, um, yeah, I saw. Yes, big, big, big event. Um, Travel down for that. But now that that's kind of closed out, I'm just sort of taking it easy, regrouping, mm-hmm. reigniting this um, job search casually, but also, girl, it's summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so hard, but I'm good. I know. Do you notice, like, a difference between, like, job postings in the summer versus, like, does it slow down or? I don't think it slows down yeah. at all. Um, I, You know, to be honest, I'm not really going the posting route. I'm mm. using them as a basis for guiding my interests, but Real. I'm doing more the networking route. So that's been kind of picking up. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see more to come. Okay. So I've been wanting to talk about this for a minute. It's been on the episode schedule for a while. Yeah. And I have to get it off my chest. Kamala Harris. Oh, queen. Such a queen. So just Howard University graduate. Is she? Naturally. Who knew? But, you know, she's been coming to fame because of all these, the hearings around Trump and company. Yes. And she's really just been slaying these sound bites. Um, She is... Basically, like, she's acting like she's on law and order. She used to be a prosecutor. (laughs) So she's currently the U.S. senator from California, but she was the first African-American and first woman to serve as the attorney general in California. Yes. Uh, And only the second African-American woman to be elected to the Senate. So Mama's coming to these hearings like, um, but what is the question? Yeah. What is the answer? Like, just, like, not caring, going straight to 
the jugular. Yeah, and I remember I her, her being a bright spot after the election or after inauguration and all of that when it yeah. was like, but we also have these firsts to celebrate. Right. And she's so good, especially if you follow her on social media. She's mm-hmm. always sharing stuff about like other minorities and LGBT leaders and that you should follow and just like a source of inspiration and I live for her yeah definitely a boss for sure I saw now I haven't been following her as closely I've been meaning to catch up because I see the Twitters Mm -hmm. are ablaze every time she does something but I did see her um, on the Comey hearing yeah and she like she is cutthroat with the questions but really she's doing her job like I don't even think it's like cutthroat she's just very direct and yeah pointed. and she shakes them up because in that space like it's very like old school hierarchies yes. and like how long you've been there dictates how much you speak mm. and other senators you're supposed to like defer and mm. she really kind of just blows up that whole model and I mean, she's saying there's no presidential run, but I know <laughs> an ambitious woman when I see Yeah, her. she's going places. Yeah. I'm and, here for it. And one thing I really took away from her is, I forget what hearing, all the hearings really, they stay interrupting her mm. because of the issues I mentioned before. Mm. And so I was just thinking about like, what woman hasn't been like interrupted mm. in a meeting? Mm. Or, you know, so it's like tone it down. So Fast Company posted this great article we'll put in the show notes about avoiding being interrupted at work. Speak strongly. Don't take your interruptions personally. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Say you like to finish. Complete your thought. Stay in the conversation. My favorite is like when someone interrupts. I like to come back and say, yes, I hear you, and blah, blah, like, yeah. I get the last final the last word. Yeah, that's hard, because I know in certain spaces, I mean, definitely in politics, like, look at Maxine Waters, too. I don't know how they do it, mm-hmm. but even when you look at, um, I don't know, like, interviews on the news or, like, roundtables and things like that, folks are always jumping in and cutting people in, and sometimes I wonder if it happens more to women or, yeah. like, people of color. Well, you know, we're infamously always, you know, putting quality fires like I think that Mm. and you know all that prefacing our thoughts and we got to get out of that yeah I mean the other thing too is like I saw that article and it was saying like not to take it personally right yeah where I mean when you know better you do better but you can't act on behalf of other people so if you get interrupted it is what it is it can become this emotional thing yeah I always try to like stuff at work is not personal like I try and just like no F's given. Yeah. Like anything that happens, <laughs> I try to be like, listen, this is not this is not my home. Yes. This does not impact me. And that's harder for some things than others. Yeah. But ooh, Kamala is just a testament to dealing with foolery, with style and grace. I love her. Yes. And y'all, have you heard her Spotify playlist? No. <laughs> Child, she made a Spotify playlist for African American Music Appreciation Month, which Same. I will not lie, did not know was a thing. Mama has a classic faves on there, like Juicy, Biggie, <laughs> but also she got Migos. Kamala okay. has Migos okay, on her official playlist, so definitely check it out. She's a queen for sure. All right, Just now who are you? Yes. So who are you standing you for? You know, these days? I have t- I stand for this woman all the time, but 
keeping in the theme of, you know, boss moves that we admire, Bozema St. John. Oh, yeah, you go about, off for her. <laughs> listen, Ghana girls, we have to rep for each other, but we have to talk about her move to to Uber. So, Ooh, bless her heart. Yes. I don't know if I could have done it. Yes. Um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up, but Bozema St. John recently left Apple Music to take on a chief brand officer role at Uber, which was a huge headline a couple weeks ago. Um at a time, really, when a lot of us, like myself, <laughs> is just like, uh, girl, is that really where you want to be going? Yes, trash but fire. <laughs> I like this a lot because, I mean, number one, slay. That's a major deal. Like, we don't see people like, of color. In tech, yeah. In tech, right, in these prominent roles in the Valley. But two, just because I think it's interesting to think about um, you know, how sometimes on the outside looking in, we have an idea of what people's trajectories should look mm. like. And we might question kind of decisions that they make, next steps that they make. But a lot of times, like, opportunities to, like, going into a space that's not together, that is all a hot mess and all over the place, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into that in a second, is a real opportunity to shine if yeah. you have the skill and the wherewithal to kind of, like, show that you can, you know, make a real contribution there. So. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. When I first said it, I was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. But Couldn't you're right. Like, there's other reasons, you know, to try something new. I think we were talking with a friend of ours who's like, has an awesome job already, got mm. offered another awesome job. So it's like, what motivates you to like leave somewhere? Which, I mean, we're assuming Apple is cushy. We don't That's know. True. We don't like, know. We don't know how it That's works true. from the inside. So I think when you're judging new opportunities, like even if you think you're settled in where you are and you've reached a pinnacle of whatever goals you have, like being open to like, hey, maybe leaving the comfort zone has, you know, some benefits that we kind of overlook sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure that <laughs> the raise was right and all Listen, of that. Like, she looked like she had to play. be. Had so, to be. Yes. Hats off to you, Bozova. We are definitely celebrating that and can't wait to see what you do in that tech space. But um, that's also a really good segue just into what's been happening with mm-hmm. Uber lately. Just in I general. can't even keep track <laughs> anymore, really. So their CEO, um, most recently resigned, Travis mm-hmm. Kaepernick, whatever his name is, it's truly irrelevant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that came after... What's the her resign for being just a trash person? Trash. Like, not even... Trash. <laughs> just questionable ethics. And you know what? I have to... <laughs> I really have to apologize to the girl on Facebook that I went to RIT with who I got into a little bit of a beef with years ago because I was like, oh, some some taking an Uber. And she was like, I can't stand by Uber. They're a terrible company. And we were back and forth in my comments. Really? And I was like, well, every driver I've spoken to has nothing but positive things to say. So I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, girl, there are some practices happening that I can't stand behind. Mm-hmm. She said this like five, five years ago. Am I making mm-hmm. that up? Four or five well, they've years always ago. been questionable. Because remember when they had like that luxury, like the... It's not Uber Black, but it was like a luxury edition of Uber. So they were encouraging their drivers to like buy cars, Mm. like nicer cars. Well, then it's kind of like the same thing that happened with like predatory lending with housing. Like Mm. they were 
get getting approved for these loans because mm. they were backed by Uber mm. for cars they couldn't afford. Then mm. Uber phases out the program uh, and was like, "Oh, bye, sorry." Uh, like, <laughs> terrible. No, I had I I you know what? I apologize. Y'all called, <laughs> but yeah, there've been yeah. a series, and if you've been following the stories, a series of complaints for years now. It's mm-hmm. not anything new about specifically sexual harassment, yeah. um, just terrible diversity and inclusion practices, terrible like. I mean, we were talking about their, or did we talk about it, their reaction to um, the Muslim ban and All the right. boycott at JFK. Yeah. They just don't respond. It's just toxic. To like, when it's like, <laughs> all these different things in different departments it's like that is kind of just top down toxicity right right. so all of that triggered an investigation by a private organization um, that Eric Holder conducted Uh and y'all do yourselves a favor I'm telling you sit down and go through the multi-page document really it's like read it I read it word for word (laughs) the actual results of the investigation because he, I mean, he basically, Eric Holder comes back and his recommendation is, you know, to restructure from the top down, implement some diversity practices. And then there was a lot of, like, implementation of just accountability systems. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so if you're going to implement someone to be in charge of diversity and inclusion, they need to report into the CEO. Okay, they need to be, like, delivering reports on yeah. a quarterly, weekly, whatever basis. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think a lot of organizations could benefit from yeah. in general. Like, he just really kind of, like, looked at the entire organization and was like, here's everything y'all are doing. <laughs> <laughs> and here's how to fix it. Now, will they do it? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely making the outward changes. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. That's Uber, girl. Well, a company I've had my eye on these days is Amazon. Mm. So Amazon recently bought Whole Foods. I don't know if you heard. Child. (laughs) So basically, they're plotting to take over our whole life. The whole life. Our whole life. You'll never have to leave the house again. And they were saying, what was this number? Because we need to get I think it was $13.1 billion or something like that. $13.1 billion. It was a lot of billions. Yeah. According to some estimates, 80 million American households, more than 60% of American households have a Prime membership. Prime? Amazon Prime. 60%? 60% of, Amer- of, of all American those- households. Yo, do 60% of American households have computers? <laughs> That's an excellent wow. question. But so That's basically the they're taking over our lives. They and are. I was thinking like, okay, so why Whole Foods? Like I get they're doing that like mm-hmm. whatever that thing is where it's not even it's better than Prime is like you can get it like within an hour mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep, Prime but now. But some people think that it's more of a play for data. So mm. it's like getting to know what customers are buying when they go to the grocery store so they can oh. predict like what you'll need. So it's almost like an auto refill for your refrigerator. Well, you know, they got the, the dash buttons now. You, What's you the hit dash a button, button and it re-ups your order on a product. So you can get a, a if you like Dasani water, which I don't know why you would have had so much <laughs> sodium in it, you can hit a dash button and automatically reorder a bunch of water. Basically, I mean, Amazon has so many different products that this acquisition they own the world. You know, it's just gonna they're just gonna tie it with all their they other own the world because I was thinking about like Amazon Web Services, which is yes. like the Everything. CIA uses to yes. back their website. Yes. So they're quietly like taking over our world. Oh, absolutely. And it freaks me out a bit. What are your guesses about like the direction they're gonna move specifically with the Whole Foods acquisition? 
I feel like it has to be. I heard that they're going to start dropping the prices for Whole Foods, which I would support. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, <can't, Listen. laughs> I can't go up in there. Right. But it'll be very interesting because, you know, they open those um, brick and mortar Amazon stores. I heard about this. So I feel like, I know I haven't either. So I feel like there, it's just kind of that there's all these lateral moves. Mm. We started as a bookstore, mm. then they were a media company, mm. and now they're all this other stuff. Yeah. And they're really upping their distribution. Like they want to have these drone towers that are just like constantly shipping out goods. Mm. So someone was like saying like it'll be to the point like our kids would be like, oh, you like went to the store to get things? Yeah. And yeah, that's true. That's very interesting. But I'm also thinking about like the impact it's going to have on retail. Like if something yes. as Amazon grows, because yeah. retail, you wouldn't know about listening to Trump, but it's lost more jobs <laughs> than the coal industry. Like it's oh, one of the it most. Really? Yeah, it's like suffering so much worse than any other industry. I mean, I can't remember the last time I went into. We live in New York, so it's different. But like a department store, right? But like, they're saying they just those. blame it. They blame everything on millennials. But they're saying like just our shopping habits. It's different. Go, we don't go in there anymore. Yeah. So you're thinking about okay. Because even now, like, there's 50 to 70% sales, like, almost in every store I yeah. walk by. And I was yeah. like, it's not a holiday yet. Yeah. What's going on? Girl, you know, I just moved into my apartment a couple months ago. This past weekend, I tell you, I ordered groceries once. I get <laughs> yes. some watermelon and some rosé. I saw then the rosé. I, I some Lysol. <laughs> I forgot about that, so I primed now to that. Mm-hmm. And then there was another order, too. Oh, for a fan, because I was hot. And I got, like, (laughs) traditional Amazon orders coming in on a regular basis, too. So it's, like, all these different services, the instant ones, the, like, you know, two-day ones, all of them. Yeah, so it's, like, when you're looking at these acquisitions and Mm -hmm. deals, like, look a couple steps up or down that supply Mm -hmm. chain because Mm -hmm. it might impact you in ways that you didn't expect. Yeah. So, Amazon, I'm watching you because I know you're watching me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Okay, so there are a couple other things that happened in, like, pop culture. Yeah, let's get lighter. That I want to tip my head off, too, as well, because I feel like these are the unsung heroes yeah. of marketing. Yeah, So, 2 chains. You went off about this. <laughs> <laughs> you were so Formerly Titty Boy. Hey. I know he don't like to be called that. Of Atlanta. Uh-huh. He had an album recently drop. It's called, I think, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music or something yeah. like that. And he's a rapper for you all that are unfamiliar. And national treasure. A national <laughs> treasure. Um, his genre of choice is trap mm-hmm. music. Do your Googles at home. But he had the album come out. And first of all, pretty girls like trap music. Like, that title alone already. Well, even before we got into because did you peep his, like, playlist series? 
I think he did this with Spotify too. What? Like leading up to the album, he would pick like a new star. Like I feel like he did like Nicki Minaj really? and like all these different like female artists and pop culture icons See. to make a trap playlist on Spotify See. under the guise of pretty girls like trap music. See, genius. The right, I did not know here. about that. Yes. yes. Come on, Vision. And he and he knows the demographic that he's marketing to because Women, women of color, black women in particular, like we mm. stand for this type of thing and just like the virility of how active we are on the internet in terms of like Pinterest and Instagram mm-hmm. and everything. Like, you know, you appeal to this demographic, they are going to scream your product from the rooftops. So, anyway, to correspond with the rollout of this album, he, I guess, partnered with Spotify to commission a physical trap house (laughs) in Atlanta that is painted all pink. It has like a Cadillac or something out front that's completely covered in all pink and a stove as well, (laughs) which we don't need to get into. But like, you know, I'm looking on Instagram stories and I see people like posted up in front of the the pink trap house taking photos, like sitting on top of the the Cadillac and the car taking pictures and inside I heard there was a whole like VR stripper experience yes. which, <laughs> oh which again like, on brand yes on brand but uh, my point just being like way to just kind of really authentically connect with your audience yeah. your target demographic and just deliver something that I don't know incites just like a ton of excitement yeah. Because you know you're being spoken to directly. Yeah, I think he did such a good job of, like, storytelling that makes sense. Like, yes. you tap into, like, what's the emotional draw yeah. of this? So you connect it to these female pop culture icons, and you have a way that someone can, like, step into it yes. even further. It reminds me of J. Cole. I forgot which. I, I want to say it's, like, that Forest Hills album where he, like, did a uh, – he completely redid his childhood home, like, mm. to be a complete replica of how it was when he was a child. Oh, really? And then he invited his fans. They could listen to the album oh. for the first time, like, in, in that house. house. What? So, listen. like, bringing, come on, immersive yes. storytelling. Immersive. Right, and as an experiential marketer, like, someone who's looking at events, like, production, all of that. My man, 2 Chains had, like, a paint night. <laughs> or was it a, no, a wine wine night, Maddie's, uh-huh. whatever. He had, like, a spa day. Yes. They, they sold out instantly. Know who buys albums. Right. And like, support. build an experience, know your audience. So hats off to y'all. Yeah, y'all are getting it right. And I have to say, too, like, nowadays, making sure that whatever experience you're creating or curating, honestly, whether it's a baby shower, a meeting at work, or an, or I guess an external event or something like that, Make sure that it's, like, easily transfers to social, too. Mm. You know, get your emojis together. Like, I feel like these marketers are picking, like, the yeah. emoji ahead of time and the for snappable sure. Oh, moments. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really whenever someone asks me, like, oh, I'm working on this, I'm always asked, like, what is the takeaway? Like, mm. what is someone going to take away with them? What are they going to post on Instagram? Mm-hmm. What are, Like, what is somebody going to share mm-hmm. about this project? Right. And you really need to start thinking about that while you're planning the dang project. Exactly. All right. Now, (laughs) our favorite. The child ain't even a toddler. I was about to say toddler. this man? This boy. This little baby. This baby child. So, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Our just social media marketing extraordinaire. Had a baby. 
just when things were dying out. Aside. I wasn't following him on Snapchat anymore, were you? <laughs> I, girl, I'm not on Snapchat no more. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Asai Khaled comes into the world, and he has basically transformed the child into a meme. Yes. Like a living, breathing meme. Hello. So he's executive produced his newest album. Right. And I'm... And- and okay. he's got like <laughs> Rihanna like saying, "Oh, I got the track to Assad." Yes. <laughs> like everyone's yes. buying in. Everyone is doing this, and it's just like, wait, wait. At first, I was like, "Am I missing something here?" Or, "Oh, we're really doing this for real. We're doing this." Okay. Like his Instagram is popping. It is. Like speaking in voice, like he has his tone. <laughs> yeah. Like, please support me so I can yes. get to number one. Yeah, it's genius. It's, it's so cute. Genius. Is he really getting like executive producer right? That would be smart, you know. I think Beyonce was trust doing fun. that with Blue too. They just setting setting these children up. Um, I really love how like a lot of celebrities, like when they go to red carpets and things like that, will take pictures with Assad. Like, did you see him at the celebrity. BT Awards with Gucci Mane and matching yes, suits? Yes, matching suits. <laughs> like, matching we're baby twins. blue suits, right? We are twins. You, you know what? You have to have a well-behaved child to, yes. to pull this off. Because Assad so is giving you photo ops. He's always smiling he's giving, those cheeks. Right. He's giving you serenity. <laughs> yes. Like. Yeah. No, they're really running on this. Gold. It's genius. It's it's just like, why didn't I think of this? Like, of course use the child. Who doesn't love a child? Right. And you know what? I appreciate, like, if you're going to, like, just flood my timeline with your baby, at least, you know, give me a storyline. <laughs> give, give me story. something to follow. My I man appreciate it. Be in the hot tub, arms oh posted back. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. I was living his best life. Yes, yes. So takeaways, <laughs> if there, I mean, are any that we could apply baby. to our <laughs> peasant lives, it's just like I feel like really, you know, using things people organically mm-hmm. are drawn to and are have emotional connections with. Like again, who doesn't love a child and that story? And like, who wouldn't adore those cute photos? Right. Um, and then also just like, I mean, DJ Khaled and his wife, fiance, baby mama, they be in the comments. Like, really? They are on Assad's Instagram page <laughs> in the comments, like responding as back. though this <laughs> man posted commitment. the photo himself. They that will really commitment. be in there like, I love you. This was a great look. <laughs> <laughs> they are really running with this. So again, to your point, like really committing to the story and sticking with it. Goes a long way. People could tell. Oh my gosh, where are the awards? The awards. Give them all the awards <laughs> just for these rollouts. I love it. Mm-hmm. And one last thing that I have to just bring to the attention of y'all is that um, so it's been June is Pride Month, mm-hmm. so there's been a lot of like ads mm-hmm. tailored toward the LGBT community. You think it's LGBTQI? You guys, <laughs> and these letters, look, I want to be an ally, but y'all can't, y'all can't keep doing Consolidate, please. <laughs> but, um, so, the Nike ad for mm-hmm. Pride featured Laomi, who is Vogue legend. Oh, really? Yes. Um, you might know her if you used to watch, what was that? 
MTV show like America's Best Dance Crew. Oh, really? Back in the day. Oh, that's a throwback. Throw, throwback. So, like, mm-hmm. second season, there was, like, a Vogue crew. Oh, really? And Laomi was, like, the transgender oh, woman, like, just giving us spins and dust drops and breaking <laughs> her neck. And so, if you follow, like, Vogue clips on Instagram, <laughs> you see her again. But I love this ad, and it was such a stark contrast to things like, say, Pepsi mm. that tried to, like, uh. have this vibe of having a cause (laughs) and it really they really showed you how it's done because Mm. like it wasn't centering the product Mm. and I think that's the key if you're Mm. trying to like support something Mm. you can't center yourself and support something and that goes for people and brands like but it was really all about like her story it was like someone like speaking to Laomi like Mm. how did you like learn to fly and it was all very poetic like saying just yeah. how much they inspired him yeah showing her and like her nike gear doing her like workouts and mm. spins and dips and it was just like so on point because just centering like when you say you support a cause it's about yeah. centering someone else's story Not and i think product it and <laughs> um, and like people who ain't got nothing to do with but the you cause. Know, Nike is good for that. They are. Oh, people mm, must not do that. <laughs> nothing to do with the cause. Where did you find her? Why? Yeah. You ain't called not one activist. Listen. Anyway, we're going to leave it alone. It's <laughs> Awesome. Cool. So, I mean, I feel like that generally rounds yeah. out our. Little biz marketing media recap. Cute. We hope you guys enjoyed that little discussion. We also know you guys have been commenting at us. There's a lot of things happening in the political, yes, social justice, or should I say injustice space. Yes. And um, you know, some things I just didn't even want to get into it. Yeah, like we can't. Sorry, the verdicts have come down. Yeah. We're used to them coming down the way they come down. Yeah, it's still not right. It's still not right. It's, it's still, not still okay. infuriating. It's yeah. still heartbreaking. Um, but you know what? As a reminder, it's okay to step away when mm-hmm. you need to. It's okay to unplug, to mute, to turn off your timeline. Yeah, do and what you need to do. yeah, and know yourself. Like I made a horrendous error <laughs> because, like, I, a lot of times I listen to podcasts in the morning mm. on my computer. Why would I listen to a podcast? <laughs> About Philando before mm-hmm. I went to work. Why did Girl. I do that? Like, Girl. the other day I played a, a video. No, these are we're, we're going down we're the dark down space. The hole. But yeah, the other day I played something and it, it put me in such a space I literally couldn't be around people. And so, you know, we have talked about kind of operating in workspaces mm-hmm. while you're woke and while these things are infuriating you. And sometimes it seems like you're the only person in the office that cares. Um, so definitely go back to some of our past episodes if you need that and if you think that'll help. We got 31 with Diana Shaw talking about activism on social media or um, 23, which was really good with Melissa Kimball and Janet Asante yeah, that was talking great. about working while woke. So y'all take care of yourselves, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is now time for Ask Job Blogs. This is the segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. If you want some advice or just a fresh outside perspective, we got you. Submit your questions to us anytime at jobblogs.com slash askjobblogs or ring us up at 929-324-1099. 
1-800-273-9090. We have two questions today. Yes. So our first question says, hey, ladies, I love your podcast and listen to it while filing invoices at work. <laughs> it makes the boring admin jobs go faster and keeps me motivated. I'm in my first job out of college and looking to make a change, but it's tough. How can I not get down on myself during the process? Every time I don't hear back from a job or get a rejection, I wonder what's wrong with me. It's a, it always feels like a slap in the face. Thanks. Love that is very real. Been that there. is real. Mm-hmm. And it's like so hard. Like once you're out of it, it's so hard to like say yeah. how to get <laughs> Literally, like, as soon as you get a job, that's like you just have complete like right. you forget everything about the job hunting process. But um, yeah, we definitely all been there. I feel like job hunting is kind of like dating. Like the rejection is just yeah. like, it hurts every time, but you really have to not take it personally. Um, yeah. So I would say the first thing is just like, you know, make sure your mentality is as positive as you can be through the process. Like positive self-talk, affirmations, mm-hmm. boost yourself up every morning because you, as long as you are doing something day by day and kind of inching towards that application process, you are making progress even yeah. if the jobs don't come in. So, you know, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Remind yourself it's not you. You're qualified. You're amazing. You're great. Yes. It's just finding the right opportunity. Yeah. I will say my job search um oh girl I was depressed like I was over it because it was so long also because like I would start and then I would stop and then so I would say one thing that I tried to do was not like and this is hard but not like diving in every time you got like that first interview Mm. and getting like really attached Mm. to it Mm. like having this very like separation Mm. and that's kind of seems like counterintuitive because you want to be really passionate when you're in the interviews and all of that but girl it's a setup it's a setup like you can't feel like oh now this is my job like no like this is an opportunity I'm gonna show up as my best self and they might not be looking for me yeah and that's fine yeah when I was younger, I remember I would just get attached to the listing. Just like, right. I found this magical job at this company. This is perfect. Yeah. Now I'm like, no, we can't even get right. <laughs> We're on like round two, boo. Yeah. It's real out here. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I would say, too, is just like not measuring success as only landing the job. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. But there are many milestones along the way that you should celebrate. Yeah. Like if you secure an informational interview with someone, if you, you know, connect with a contact at the company on LinkedIn, if you just even finding a role or a company that kind of speaks to you. Like those are kind of things I remember motivated me and excited mm-hmm. me throughout the process. And I shared that with my friends and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I came across this, like, really cool posting. Or, oh, I connected with somebody. And those are all things that are getting you closer. Yeah. So celebrate those, too, not just the job. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of like a far out goal that you can't necessarily control. So it's good to celebrate the many things you can control, too. Yeah. I think also just, like, switching it up as you go. Mm-hmm. So beyond sort of the mental motivation and celebrating all that stuff. Like, if you're not, if something's not working for a long time, Try something different. Make sure you're tailoring every resume and application and conversation to that specific job. Yeah, and I feel like that takes like several iterations. Yes. Like, because like one, you got to get the resume right, then you yeah. get like the cover letter vibe right. Yeah. 
So I feel like almost viewing each transaction as like steps toward Mm -hmm. what that new opportunity is. And you probably don't know what that new opportunity is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is a process. I'd be trying to tell people. (laughs) It is a process. And then, I mean, you know, some other ideas. Get some feedback from folks too, peers, mentors, people in that industry or that space. Also, sometimes get off the internet because that Mm. can be really discouraging if all your whole strategy is to just apply to jobs postings on the internet. Yeah. That's a black hole of nothingness a lot of times. So, like, switch it up. Do a little bit of networking, a little bit of the internet, a little bit of, you know, tapping your friends and family. Like, try some other strategies, too. But good luck. Yes. Hang in there. We have another question. Cool. This one comes from Wynn in Aspen, Colorado. She says, hey, I'm a new fan of your podcast. What's the best way for a college student like myself to find a job while still in college? Internships. Hallelujah. Taken into. And we're done. (laughs) That is That is the thing. (laughs) That's the thing. And the youth, I don't understand what y'all are doing. Like, why do you think that you're going to just walk out here with a piece of paper and that that's going to be enough? And yeah. then do internships to make sure that you, like, like the job that you're yeah. educating yourself for. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's college students' faults or the educational system. I don't think professors and people in classes are reiterating it might, You know what? That might be the case because I was in honor society. Well, I dropped out. But <laughs> for a while I was in honor society in undergrad. And that was very much emphasized, like, you need to have an internship, you need to get one. And then I would talk to people like – in my program but not in the Mm. honor study and they were just like they only got an internship because like it was part of the requirements graduate you needed one like at Mm. the end of the thing and i was like girl i've had like three like what are we doing (laughs) little students out here in new york city and like a lot of these uh, metropolis cities they have two three internships every semester by the time they graduate they have like a year and a half of work experience right I remember my undergrad RIT, if you were in certain majors like engineering mm. or like computer science or something like that, they made you do co-ops, which were like a full equivalent of a quarter. So mm-hmm. you could do it in the summertime or you would actually switch out oh, the nice. academic quarter and work. So people were, were truly graduating with like a year and a half of work experience already. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes they're like a funnel for mm-hmm. entry level positions so like there's no excuse and all of my internships were paid Mm -hmm. and they were in communications which is historic for being Mm, unpaid so start early do your research it's out there yeah other ideas to career fairs college recruitment events coupled with these internships because again that's the work experience yeah Um, ask professors for their industry connections although take those with a grain of salt because a lot of times they are so removed from <laughs> the real work world, they really don't know what they're talking about. Um, and then also just, like, make sure if you're thinking about how to tailor your college resume to fit, like, job applications, make sure you're highlighting, like, leadership experience, volunteer activities. Listen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> because I was hiring for interns in my previous position, and my eyes were just open. Like, the babies need the help. Listen, pick out what is relevant. Mm. I don't care that you are a babysitter. I just don't. Remove it. I I don't. If 
if you have stuff like you are RA, tell me how it applies to this position. Like, tell me how all these activities, you are a dance teacher, tell me how this applies to this 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 role, this one one. that we're talking about. Don't just tell me your life story because I don't care. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A word. All in love, y'all. Um, volunteer activities. Also, just think like you have a job. Like, think like you're in the workforce already. It's college students out here, y'all, that got a LinkedIn profile and professional headshots. That's who you're competing with and the four or five internships we talked about. So, Mm -hmm. think two steps ahead of the game. Get it all together. Get you some suits if that applies to your industry, (laughs) some work clothes, whatever, and just, you know, play the part. Yes. Good luck. fun little cute little episode yes you can catch us back here on the 15th new episodes drop every first and the 15th except for the month of august we'll be taking it easy yes so in the meantime between time hit us up on the interwebs we're at joblogs on twitter insta and facebook and joblogs.com yes i am around the web as hey miss parker i'm cleave out loud miss places Thanks. Y'all have a happy fourth. Save me a plate. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.